of Porch Beers with Brian Dolsky featuring the Link Brother Players. <laughs> the Link Brother Players. Glad you could both be here tonight. <laughs> and our special guest, The Wind. Ah. And our new producer, Chuck. <laughs> well, The Wind, you know, he missed a couple of weeks. He's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was missed. And, you know, I think he recharges the batteries. You left your wind chads at home. I did leave my wind chimes. If we go in the front, we can hear plenty of wind chimes. <laughs> no, uh, no air conditioning units, though. I mean, obviously it's February. No dogs barking. No, it's uh, true. What else? What else? We, we got lots of traffic. Have? Lots of traffic. Yeah. <clears throat> Passersby yelling, "Show us your boobs." That happens a lot on my a lot. my porch. Every time I have a fire out here, I hear that. <laughs> now, do you hear it from the the little side street, or is it from the major road it's that most, goes by? It's mostly the children that walk by. But, wait, the children shout at you? <laughs> yeah, it's a little <laughs> odd. I'm like, hey, there's my asshole neighbor down the street. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, is is that why we couldn't get any guests on tonight? It was everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm busy. Oh, Brian's gonna try and. Been working on those. (laughs) Been working on them. Hmm. So, you had a big old volleyball game tonight, right? We had three volleyball games in a row. And how'd we do? um, Some kid cut the cheese right in the middle of the match. There was there was was... an actual fart during a serve. (laughs) And the audience all broke out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) The players were what were the players doing, Charles? They were producer? hysterically laughing while trying to return the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, kid, the kid tossed it, and then... <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. So it was definitely the kid who was serving who ripped it. <laughs> if it wasn't, it was great timing on the defense. How, uh, what was his reaction? Was it an embarrassed, like, his face turned beet red? Oh, I don't... You don't even know who farted. But it sounded like... You guys couldn't ascertain who farted? I mean, I would think everybody would have pointed or laughed well, or... Mean, it's got to be the smelly kid or the... So the time-honored tradition of he who smelt it, dealt it, didn't apply to this, huh? Everybody smells. <laughs> 12-year-old boys. He who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> yeah, so that was our, our fun follow-up to Valentine's Day, where we also had uh, practices and public meetings to go to so pretty exciting stuff hopefully uh, you so, boys had a little bit uh, more tender of a Valentine's evening absolutely not nothing we do nothing for Valentine's Day we have had this time honor tradition of not doing anything since uh, we met <laughs> so that's how you keep your marriage strong by not giving a shit about Valentine's Day okay. correct tradition you gotta yeah. keep up tradition it's important <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just not interested in buying a heart-shaped box of candy. I'm just not. Like, I, I send Kristen flowers throughout the year on just random days. It's way better than just overpaying for roses on... So Kristen does not expect a heart-shaped not a, Papa John's pizza showing up on nope, her door at 6 p.m. on not, Tuesday the 14th. What nope. about a kidney-shaped box of chocolates? Oh, uh, that would be kind of funny. Kidney. Okay. That, that sounds like a very Stan kind of move. <laughs> 
does somebody have dialysis in your family? Or, Here's a kidney, but it's chocolate. <laughs> Psych. Uh, I spent the evening coaching basketball. We had practice for, I ran practice for Natalie's team and uh, then for Audrey's team. So it was, uh, it was a basketball filled night for me, which was fun. It was great. It was, uh, it was good times. So yeah, nothing, uh, nothing tender and loving about our night either. There was not a whole lot of tenderness going on on Valentine's Day around here. No, I mean, it's a Tuesday night. I mean, nothing wild. Yeah, really. What are you going to do? I'm not. Uh, I'm not interested. Ordering a hot, heart-shaped Papa John's yeah, pizza. Yeah. Is that is that what the Dolskys did for dinner? We, um, uh, we were not together, at all. You were not together. I I was away with, at with meetings. I believe that Anne took the kids to the bookstore and Five Guys. Yeah, that was pretty. So they had a heart-shaped beef patty. Ooh. <laughs> on a bun. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you know if your hamburger on the inside of the bun was heart-shaped or not? What, you don't lift it every time to make sure the spit's in there? <laughs> no, I'd rather not know. No, yeah. It's just, I take mm, them for their word. Yeah. Extra, extra special sauce. Mm. No, I just, I never want to know, actually. Like, because then I would never eat out again. I've seen enough stuff in restaurants that... You worked in a restaurant yep, for how many years? you just have to overlook some things. <laughs> the only time I'll lift up a burger is to pull off a tomato. Yeah. That's it. And to see if they put enough sauce on there. Actual real sauce. But you know that when you bite into it, right? All right. No. Like, no. Because they never put enough sauce on there. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's, sorry, sorry, Brian. There's some burgers that are just covered in sauce on the inside and it's almost too much i never get those uh, well where are you going to for your burgers i, I don't know mm. does uh does the mascuda bowling alley serve burgers no they do not but they have great pizza dave oh and thank you for bringing them up because they are and always have been our sponsor on this uh wonderful little podcast and so uh you know what if you like porch beers with the links definitely go to uh mascuda bowling alley to support our sponsor they have uh wonderful pizzas Lent's coming up, buddy. And so, we got two Lenten pizzas now <laughs> that we uh, came up with. What was, uh, what, we got the fish sticks and uh, Velveeta cheese? Mm-hmm. And was the other one, what, artichokes and shrimp on a... Uh, we had the shrimp po' boy. Yeah. With the remoulade. That's yep. right. Yep. 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 So, uh, yeah, you stop by there, grab yourself a beer while you're there waiting for your pizza. Have two, have three. Bring your headphones. Listen to some uh, some pod some uh, podcasts while you're there. Join a bowling league. Let's go to bowling alley. Bowl your little hearts out. So now this is live read one. We have to do a make good from last week's. Where I uh, mailed it in. <laughs> uh, how about if I just return their money from last week? It was about eight minutes long of the rambling as a, ramblings of a crazy old man. <laughs> Do they take letters as pizza orders? <laughs> Only if you snip out the letters yeah, from magazines. That's right. It's as timely as a Facebook uh, message. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, but, yeah, that, I'm sorry. That brings us back to, Brian, you had a thought on so the you, uh, burger. So you, you remove tomatoes from a burger. Correct. But you like pasta sauce, pizza sauce. And ketchup. So, I like, do not. You don't like pizza sauce? I really don't. Like, so red sauce as a whole gives me acid reflux. So uh, I try to avoid red sauce on things. 
I mean, I that's get a pizza altogether. Then. If I get pizza, I get a buffalo chicken pizza, barbecue chicken pizza. Wow. Like that. Yeah. Wow, wow, and wow. Yeah. I mean, I will eat pepperoni and whatever, and I'll just pay the price later on. But uh, I try to avoid it as much as possible. Spit knowledge at me tonight. Yeah. Do you know what else is spitting? My fire right now. Is it dying? What it about is. your uh, propane tank from last week you that nearly what? killed us? It's right over there, ready for round two. <laughs> We hooked it. Is it is it back to working or is it oh, going yeah. to explode oh, it's, again? It's gonna make this thing. Did you do some investigation as to turbo. why? Uh, well, Chuck's now turning yeah, it on. Our just, producer. He just decided to <laughs> vent some <laughs> propane into the atmosphere. So did uh, Mike Moore make an appearance at the uh, volleyball game? Oh, tonight? Mike Moore. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Mike, I'm, I'm talking directly to you now because I know you listen religiously to this podcast. I don't know if he knows how to find podcasts. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what that is. I, I'm, I'm very disappointed because I think you have a lot of good things to bring to the podcast. We had an excellent 10-minute conversation about the merits Jeez. of 1960s and 70s baseball and the types of players that played and what, what was valued on the field versus the, the modern player and the modern you know, strikeouts and home runs and, you know, power game and walks. And Who is your favorite player from the 1970s? 1970s. Willie Stargell. I knew that was going to be your answer. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That's the only player I can remember from the 70s. Hmm. Actually, Clemente died in 71, so I, you know, I didn't see either of them play, so it's kind of hard to, you know, I'm more of a 90s baseball era, you know. Did Willie Stargell still play when you were alive? When did yeah, he retired. He, he played all the way up to like 83, 84, I think. He might have actually even had an 87. No, he had an no. 87 baseball card. Yeah, the little wood grain one. I bet you there's a Willie Stargell Willie of it. Willie Stargell? Yeah, pretty sure. Maybe you're thinking of Dave Parker. Well, those two guys are a lot alike. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think there's beards. a wood grain 1987 <laughs> tops. That's, that's what makes them so similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you could be right. There's really no way to look this stuff up and find out no. for sure. Uh, if we had a producer who cared. Yeah, I know. Charles behind the glass here could uh, look this up for us, but uh, that's all right. Chuck, go look up when Willie Stargell's last season was. Okay. To the Google machine. Google machine. Wow, you got to go inside <laughs> for that, huh? Four years investigation. Oh, new segment. Deep dive. The segment where we send our children to go look things up on the interwebs. So, Mike Warren, you were breaking down how 1960s, 1970s players were tougher. And he had had great insight, and he had, you know, his own opinion, and named some actual players and plays, and uh, how baseball can be boring and stupid now. And, like, you guys, you guys, he's pointing, like, you know, you guys, us. Like, you young kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Us 45-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what baseball was really like in my day. And I'm like, boring as shit? I don't yeah, know. I mean, like, it was just a different kind of boring because pitchers right. dominated. So, but I said, hey, perfect topic to discuss where we can be on different sides of the issue. And it, 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 it'll be 15 minutes of great baseball discussion. And he walked away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking his head, waving his hands in the air. I said, I'll see you at 8.30. <laughs> okay, all righty. According to CourtsBeersAnalysis.com. <laughs> we got a whole website. Wow. Uh, Willie Stargell played 21 seasons with the Pirates. Um, 
Uh oh. Play some time, kill me. Yeah, I got some time. Is that trademark? Uh, not if we're I getting kicked it. off Spotify. Well, while this is going on, do you want to go for live read number two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bowling alley would like your business. Now, I gotta say, you know, mustaches were clearly better, 70s wise. No, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, uh, uppers, I hear, were pretty uh, in style. Yeah. I think they called greenies. greenies. They were just like give them out like pills in the locker room. Yeah. I'm pretty Which sure. were amphetamines, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Everybody wore batting helmets without ear flaps. Or just no helmets at all. I mean, no, they were tougher. They were tougher back yeah. then. Men were men. Yeah. Yep. Fastballs were not 105 miles an hour, <laughs> but the skull could still. You know what? It. 85 in the skull. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Kind of hurts. Well, I don't know. They probably were just as fast. The the guns just weren't as good to like time them, right? But if they had guns, right? Pitchers were definitely not as fast in the 70s. I, yeah, I, I'm not... The, so, the, I'm sorry. There were the anomalous pitcher that could maybe hit 100. Yeah. Always. Maybe back in 1907. <coughs> but now, every pitching staff has one of those guys. Yeah. So, the uh, there was a, a little science experiment that they did whenever Bob Feller was pitching, because he was supposedly the fastest guy at the time. And so, no radar existed. A radar gun for it. So they had a guy on a motorcycle driving, looks like 70, and he would throw the ball at the right time to try and see where we would get to a designated spot first. And then they upped it to 80. And I don't know about 90 after that, but there's like video of them doing it. And he hmm. kept like beating the motorcycle every time. They got time. one up to 110 miles an hour, which I doubt. I mean, so I also don't trust any of the Modern graphics. Science. No, all the graphics on TV. Because, I mean, Fox wants to make the game exciting, right? So, of course, they're going to kind of maybe throw an extra mile an hour on there and so stuff. you think PNC Park is juicing up the miles per hour on David Bednar's fastball just to hype up the crowd? What crowd? David Bednar doesn't <laughs> need to be hyped up. That man brings his own Chuck hype machine. shots from behind the glass. <laughs> what did Chuck say? <laughs> Dang it, I missed it. What crowd? <laughs> <laughs> So, Chuck, what's the answer here? Uh, he retired in October 3rd, 1982. Boy, that's a lot different mm. than 87. Wow. Well, so, maybe it was a commemorative card or so. Maybe I it is. I was definitely in diapers. Mm. Hmm. David was just not born yet. Just born? Nah. You said yes. December of 82? Yeah, I'd have been a... I was probably thinking of Sid Bream. That's probably it. They July, both had Yeah, you were a mustaches. couple months old. Yeah. Sid Bream. Those are my they worst. They both played first base. They did. Least favorite two words in a row of all time. Sid. But he was a longtime pirate. Which makes it that much worse. That he Thank just crushed you. you. For that. Yeah. That 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 ruined me for a good decade. I what thought Francisco Cordero Cabrera. Would be, Cabrera mm. would be the guy Cordova who Cordova uh, threw a no hitter for the Pirates. Oh, that's right. Combined no hitter. That was a great game. The Francisco Cabrera game? Francisco Cabrera. Or you no, mean the sorry, no, Cordova definitely not that one. Combined no hitter. <laughs> the combined no hitter uh, was a walk off grand slam, end of the game, huh? By Craig Wilson, huh? Huh? Don't know what year, but I'm gonna say 2000. Most exciting pirate game I've ever witnessed. Six. We'll say four. Wait, like you were four. at it? Uh, I watched it on television. Oh, I gotcha. think. No, it would have been in the 90s then, because I didn't watch a pirate game probably. He was hanging out at the bar from with John Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. With John, fan of the show. The uh, sure. This is probably not up there with the most exciting games ever, but I do remember seeing parts of the Mark Witten four home run, 12 RBI I game. I do as well. Because that was one of the few games that was actually televised, and it was a back half of a doubleheader on a very bad team. <laughs> it was a very bad team. I mean, team. Trip Cromer started <laughs> shortstop. And Lonnie Macklin, he played that game yeah. too. Yeah, and the fact that he was able to score or to drive in 12 runs with uh, that team getting on base ahead of him. I think Gerald Perry started at first base that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe did did Pedro Guerrero play in that game? No, I feel like he no, did. No, it was Gerald. It was Gerald Perry and Geronimo Pena was at second, and uh, the Trip Cromer no, yep, was at no, short because again double header. They had all the good players out yep. already, and I believe Felix Jose was in that game. Mm, I don't know. No, Witten and Jose would have been on the same team. Oh yeah, that's right. They would not have. Yeah. Well, that's a fascinating trip down memory lane right there. Um, Who started that game? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me that. 90s gonna, baseball podcast. I, I, I kind of feel like it might be Costello or uh, I don't think it was Bob Tewksbury. I was going to say Jill McGrain. But Jill McGrain's a fine guess. Yeah. Bryn Smith. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> so there we have 1992. <laughs> One of the worst Cardinal teams of all time. So you don't think Bren Smith could throw 100 miles per hour? I don't think Bren Smith could throw 86 on a good day. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I, I think he was probably crafty, best described as crafty. Crafty. Wily. Wily. <laughs> Filled with guile. A guy with an arm. <laughs> yeah, he was best described as a guy, guy with, with an, an arm. arm. <laughs> Kind of like Johnny Cueto now, right? Guy with arm. Guy with arm. You can throw out there and get four and a third, four and two thirds. He'll give up three runs. He doesn't balk much he anymore. He doesn't balk much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hit the free agent you know, table. Your agent's out there. What's your uh, client's strongest attribute? Doesn't balk much anymore. <laughs> Anymore. Deal, let's get lunch. <laughs> Have all of our monies. And how much can we pay you? <laughs> I want Ted Danson money. You know. He's such a handsome old man. Ted Danson? Yeah. He is actually a so, very good looking dude for like being Is his hair 60. real or has he always been bald and worn wigs his whole career? No, I think, he's I think he's great. just got really good hair. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Really good hair. Okay. And probably fluffs it up just right to kind of fill in some spots because and, on cheers I, I saw my dad said he was bald and he always wore a wig that would be a very consistent wig but You're it was of really White. good hair yeah like or ray perlman kelsey Grammer, ray perlman who voices uh some weird monster thing in the bad batch oh uh, that's true not. yeah she's uh sid sid so then for as good looking as ted danson is yeah. what the hell was he doing married to whoopi gold she's funny whoopi I just don't see that one. They were married? They were. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Very briefly. Hmm. Yeah. Missed that. You know, I guess it's one of those, they did a movie together and, you know, fall in love. I he wasn't in was, Ghost. Um, I thought that was Patrick I, Swayze. Yeah, right. Mm, no, I think I think he was Patrick Swayze. Oh, he movie. played he Patrick played Swayze. He played Swayze. the ghost. Got it. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. No, they did a movie in the early 90s together. Mid-90s? Okay. Something like that. 
And uh, it was around that time. Cheers the movie? It was Cheers the movie. Wow. She played Norm. How did I miss that? <laughs> but he kind of he kind of uh, really rebounded well with Steenburgen. She is one of your favorites. God, she? man, I love me some some Steenburgen. She's aged well, but again, she is like seventy though, dude. Yeah, but you know when she's in Step Brothers, wasn't she seventy in Back to the Future? I Park think she's three? been seventy yeah. for her entire life. I think. I but, would bet she was probably forties. Emmett! Emmett! What was that an impersonation of? It's <laughs> my Mary Steenburgen in Back to the Future Part 3. Huh. Just waving on the train. And then they get on the hoverboard and hover off into 1885 and then have kids. Yes. Over Clint Eastwood Ravine. Over Eastwood Ravine? Yep, yep, yep. Already had a distinguished career at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, they renamed it after Marty McFly, who called himself Clint Eastwood, barreled off into, yeah, plummeted right. to his assumed death. Yep, yep, yep. Boy, yep. I, I don't know all my Back to the Future lore. This apparently. is the segment where we're just going to break. <laughs> Little down did they know the DeLorean movies. went <laughs> <laughs> into 1985. Okay. So, how'd that go? So now. <laughs> Now Brian is going to retell the plot of Young Guns and go. <laughs> can, can you name all six of the Young Guns? <laughs> okay, there we go. All right. I mean... Dirty Steve. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie! Um, Billy the Kid. Doc. Chavez E. Chavez. Doc. And then it's whoever Charlie Sheen was. Uh, old Joe. Charlie Estevez. Nope. I think his name was Buck or Joe or... No, Buck was like the guy. Buckshot Bill came Yeah, like that's right. Down. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm more of a Tombstone guy. That's Great movie, movie, too. Yeah. Top yeah. ten for me. Top Matrix. Ten. Matrix 1. Matrix... No. Ma- I'm, I'm sorry, Matrix bro. 1. Matrix... Yeah, I'm no, you better okay. just stop. I'm out. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> well, and speaking uh, about that is the end of the fire. Right. So we are going to take a break. Change locations, and we'll be right back. We're back. We uh, we have got it for you this segment. Let me tell you what. Brian was going off on Redbirds and Redbird fans, and I think, I think he's ready to let us have it. I, I just wanted to go back and hear about Mike Moore's more comparison about what's so bad about today's baseball players. I wanted to hear more about that damn fish stick pizza. Well, you have to wait till next week. (laughs) Are are we going to have a special Ash Wednesday episode next week? Ash Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) Yes. This is brought to you by the church. That's right. And you can go to Holy Childhood. Holy Childhood? I don't think any particular church wants to be mentioned in our... (laughs) They would Holy probably, crap, we shouldn't uh, mention churches. They'd probably country. rather not be associated. That's not the name of the church. That's just the name of the school. No, right? it's the Holy Holy Childhood of Jesus Church huh. and Catholic School. So the more you know. Really greasy piece of fish next Friday. Head to Mascuda. Okay. Skip the bowling alley. <laughs> go straight to the fish fry. Get your fish and then go bowl. So... Now, on the 3rd of March, we are actually doing a fish fry there. You really want fish. 
That's where you get it from. What kind of fish are you frying up? Oh, a little bit of halibut, some, some mahi-mahi. No, just regular stuff. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe you guys you know, are doing catfish, which you uh, No, we do cod and uh, and then the, the cod tails. People so. in flipping southern Illinois love and they're catfish. catfish. And it's terrible. Yeah, it's the like, grossest. It tastes like dirt. It does. Yeah, it's gritty. That brown film that's ah. on the... Plus, there's bones. There's bones. Yeah, so there's a bone in there. Is, is this a fundraiser, or are you doing it for the halibut? No, <laughs> uh, no, it's for you know raising money for the athletic board. My last fish fry I have to run ever. It's pretty awesome, but it's only the first fish fry of the year. No, I already did one two weeks ago. Are you just like I'm done? Yeah, I mean that's it. We only do two a year, so are they going to retire your apron? <laughs> yes, fish stains and all. <laughs> Fish stains. Now, do they need to nail it to the wall, or does it just kind of stick? Uh, you just you just slap it up there. It's fine. <laughs> just did he self and he's. It's like two sided tape. <laughs> it's the perfect oh, mixture of sweat and grease. <laughs> I've learned to wear uh, wicking material while I'm working in the kitchen because you know it does get hot back there. Do you shave your body? You know, that make me more aerodynamic. Yeah. yeah, of course. You doesn't cook fast more fish. Fast fish. Fast fish. Fast fish. <laughs> fast fish. <laughs> when you need hush puppies, you need them right now, and so you got to be aerodynamic back there. You got to slide past people. Do you get to drink while you fry the fish? Oh yes. I don't actually do the fish frying. That happens outside. But yes, we drink the whole time. Okay. I buy I buy a twenty four pack of beer for all my people that I work back there. And it's amazing you work by yourself, right? Yes, definitely. So. <laughs> I'm one new hammered, just flinging fish in buckets. <coughs> Not buckets, boxes. <coughs> so, uh, okay, so there you are. You have a 24-pack of good beer, bad beer. What do we got? Oh, it's just Bud Select. Although, God, that town you, loves Bush Light. You, you really bought the uh, upgrade for your... Uh, yeah, I know, there. right? Make a more card? Well, I'm not going to buy... Like, you don't understand. These people love Bush Light more than anything on the planet. And I know that's what you're drinking there, bud. Do you get I, the, the Bud Select 99 calorie? Isn't there Are like you a bud saying select? I should move to Mascuda? You would fit in there well. <laughs> very, very well. They Is that a compliment? Uh, no, I, look, that, that town, no, I love that town. No, it's not a compliment? No, I love that town a lot. <laughs> no, I'm a hooter. No. I like no. <laughs> well, is that a compliment? No. <laughs> no, you should <laughs> Whatever. Ah, there's no winning that one anymore. Definitely don't go to school there. <laughs> but come eat at our fish fry. Yes. We money. hillbillies know how to fry up a good fish. I mean, they do. Uh, uh, so what, what station are you set up at? So I run the thing, so I'm not at a station. I'm the guy who floats around and makes sure that everything keeps running. You're just bossing people around all night wow. drinking beer. That sounds awful. <laughs> it, is, it is. That is actually my job. So then when somebody needs a break, do you sub in for them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if there's a, like a, a gap, I have to fill in and I go around and make sure everything's working. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to that stuff, man. Tell me about a fish emergency. There is no... Well, I did get yelled at by the school secretary last year. Man, she let me have it because you didn't have catfish. Well, we were run- yeah, no. We were running out of we were running out of fish. And so like I had very few things left. And so like whoever made the thing slapped like including his patients. remnants 
onto the sandwich. Ooh. Lady had been waiting for an hour. Ooh. And she is the nicest lady. I mean, Mrs. Elmore is a wonderful human being. She let me have it. How she waited an hour for this piece of fish on this sandwich. If she were a cursing lady, I would have got MF'd. So, but she went after you specifically because you were I was in charge, right? So, I was the guy who, when we ran out of fish, they kept putting in all these orders, right? And then, at a certain point, we ran out of fish, but we still had the orders. And so, I had to go around and going, hey, guys, uh, we're out of this. Will you take something else instead? And they'd already been waiting an hour for their food because fish takes a while to fry. I had a lot of unhappy people. It was a very... So you're a good poor. manager. Is what it was. It was. I learned a lot after that one. That one was. Why didn't you partner up with the bowling alley and just go up and get some of their fish sticks? Right. You know, I didn't think about that. They I probably should. ran out of fish sticks because <laughs> of the popularity of the Lenten pizza. Right. Right. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. So we ran out. I mean, that's a that's a sign of a good fish fry. I mean, we had it. We were not prepared for the amount of people that came in. And let me tell you, if you say that a fish fry starts at a certain time, no matter the time, there will be 12 old people 15 minutes beforehand going, we were just going to see if we could kind of get in here early. Are you kidding me? We know it's three (laughs) o'clock. Dude, we started at five last year and people were there at 445. So we go, you know what? We'll do 430. They were there at 415. (laughs) They are always trying to beat the rush. So you run every other one, right? You don't run every one. Every no, I run one. all the fish fries. Oh. Oh. Well, then There's why? only two. And then there was also a, a taco dinner, or not a taco dinner, a spaghetti dinner that so I had to do. So the Lent season doesn't start until next week. Right, but we had... And you're only doing so, one. Let me tell you about our theory on this. No, we're doing two. We did one on two, three, and then one on three, right, but three. but two, three is pre-Lent. Correct. So... Why are you only doing one... In Lent. So, we were trying to beat everybody else, right? Beat the rush. Pretty much. Oh, my God. So, we were going to do it beforehand. Oh, and it was Munchkin Night at HCS, which means all these families are there to watch their, like, the, the real young kids play basketball against each other. So, every family at HCS was coming through there. So, we go, let's just have our fish fry then. And we made, like, three grand. So Okay. And that's before beer. Which is wonderful. So why don't you do that then for the entire Lenten season? Because I'm not working every Friday for free. Well, but David, isn't it David, about... D- does Lent have an H in it? Isn't it about... Clinton? Clinton. <laughs> isn't it about, you know, the church? No. The school? No. I do it two times, money. man. Two times. Well, then why don't you hand it off to somebody else and they'll it's about the Good. sweet green, As David. a matter of fact, on 3-4, I will hand over my notebook that I have... To someone. I don't know who that someone is. smelling oily notebook. Hey, it has every phone number of people you have to call to get supplies, to get the people who bring up the fryers. It has, like, the number of people you need to work. What is your your fishmonger's name? Uh, So you have to go through Tom's to get it, but you have to order it, so... His name is Tom, then. No, it's, it's Mike Klein. Mike. Yeah. I mean, but isn't that the equivalent of, like, you know, the baseball player retiring mid-season? Like, you're just like, <laughs> I'm hanging up my apron. There's no He's more schedule. Going out on t- I'm sorry, it's... Fish the- drop. Yeah. <laughs> Fish drop. I'm not going to feel guilty for not giving up free, like, or for do- not wanting to do free work. You essentially 
led the league in home runs and RBIs for the month of April. Oh, and then yeah, you said, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm going out on top, guys. Yeah, what's wrong with that? As opposed to, you know what? I'm going to kill it this entire year, a la Albert Pujols. Yeah. You know, break the record. Okay. And what a career-ending season. <laughs> what? That was a hell of a segue. happened to that guy? <clears throat> and also, by the way, you have to, like... It was because of the best fans in baseball, guys. Let's just be real. Boy, you were oh. just shoehorning it in there. Oh. Just shoehorning that, right? We're not letting Andy off the hook just yet. Oh, so, is that another fish joke? <laughs> this, is, uh, this just keeps going on and on. <laughs> All right, fine. You know what? Let's no, I, I love fish jokes. Let's do it. I just, I'm, I just hooked. Know. I'm hooked on this thing. <laughs> Why, after the very first one of the very first Friday in Lent, like, so who else in Mascuda is doing one? Oh, the, the, like, the FFA does one. Then the JCs do one. The Moose people do one. <laughs> The Moose people. I, I like that. The Moose people. Uh, the Lions do them. The VFW does them. Like, there's, there's kind of a little calendar Fish so loop. that you try not to okay. overlap with other so people. So that is what I was getting at yeah. is, so then only one group is allowed to do not it. Not allowed. We just try to be cognizant. Okay. Of. So, like, the, city, the, um, the Lions always have one each week, but, like, we don't want to combat with the FFA. Right. Who can who can keep up well, with that? I mean, you don't want to like take their customers away, right? No. Farmer yeah. farmers will murder you. They will. Well, I mean, it's just polite, you know. Plus, the guy who runs the FFA belongs to the church too. He will so. Run you over with the tractor so fast, very slowly. Combine, <laughs> very slowly. Can't dodge out of the way of that. So Har- harvester, <laughs> harvester. So where are they hosting their fish the high ride? school? Yeah, sorry, that answer was not exciting. But no, it really it's wasn't. A, high school. <laughs> Did you think about offering your services up there? No, I'm good. Okay. Next year, will you come back and, you know, just man the cash register? Well, I tell you what, I'll, still have, I'll probably volunteer because my kid's still in sports up there. And it's, for, it's for the athletic board, so yeah, I'll probably volunteer to help. But I'm not going to be the guy who's the last one to leave, who has to make sure that everything is in the right spot as when we came in. So Who is the first one to leave? I don't know. I mean, I mean you're, you're right. It's, it. it's usually me like... who's the last one in the kitchen. Uh, and then the dishwasher leaves before me. And that's usually the last person. But then, see, here's the thing. Is that the beer stuff still goes on, even though it's not like... Like, we stopped selling fish at, like, 7.30, right? But there's still... Like, the parents are still drinking. I leave Isn't at, like, 9.30. your profit is, It is, absolutely. Mm. But... The first couple of, like times I did it, I'm like, I thought I had to be there to shut it down. And I'm like, you guys got to go home. You have to go home. Finally, I go, you know what? I'm out. I'm out, dog. Just make sure there's no beer cans in here. And So explain to me the beer situation. Do you hand out 12 ounces or do you have like a, it's a, can. a tap? Or... No, it's a can. So I, I have to go to uh, Great Eagle and Fitz's, Fitz Distributing and get... All the beer. Like, I have contacts. That's part of my little notebook, right? Great, e- library. Great Eagle, baby. Yeah. That's where you get your bush light. <laughs> to get all the the beer. I have to pick it up, and it's all in cans and stuff like that. Unlike so. Dave's Red, White, and Blue Eagle. By the way, getting the beer Tattooed through the distributor. Tattooed. Right, by right across the chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. The beer That's getting how you make the... it fly. <laughs> Is that it? Pump the bicep, and its <laughs> wings flap. The wings flap. <laughs> Uh, a beer from the distributor is not that much cheaper than the gas station. Like, it's maybe a dollar or huh. two. 
but you have to get the from the distributor because you're intending to sell. So, huh? Business pointers this week. Yeah. So, so Brian, your uh, rank your top three local fish fries and go. Swanchy fish stand, hard number one. Which oh, one? Oh yeah. Swansea Swansea fish Ooh. stand. Yep, I will agree with that. Where, that is that number at? one. It's at the Swansea fish stand. Where's the fish in stand? Swansea. After that, I don't, I don't actually eat. I'm gonna set it on any fire. other place. Um, there's this cool place on uh, 50 next Cat to the, the old Show Me's. Long John Silver's. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Long John. If you go out back at the right time, Urgle Grew comes Urgle out. Urgle Grew's out there. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Swansea as number one. Walton's in Fairview isn't terrible. That's probably number two. St. T's is not very good. No, no? I've been no. to Mil- and you've never had to work that Millstot right? no. before. No. Millstot's is actually really There's good. There's one I forget what the name of the bar is. I don't know that it's there anymore. It did it burn. Uh, Hooters. No, no. Uh, there was one. Uh, now it's called Do Spikes. Do fish have wings? But yeah. the place next to it, <laughs> fish wings. Spikes got built on top of the the old restaurant, but then there's still the one next to it that makes it, and I can't think of what it's You're called. You're thinking of Dr. There. John's Animal Clinic? Yes, where they that's in Millstock. Yeah, yes. they take yeah. people's dead goldfish that they bring in. And is that your friend? nephew? Yeah. Nephew? Yeah. Is it Millstock? He's in Millstock. I yeah. thought he was in Trent Baden or something. Trent Baden. Yeah. Well, he commutes from Trent Baden. It's it's he lives in. I thought he lived in your parents' old house. Well, he put wheels on it. And I am so, I am like, very confused right now so he lives in smithanish works in milstadt that's about it yeah smithanish yeah i mean our parents old house is in between smithen and hecker okay oh have you ever been out there before moving on i mean no, we can, i i think i just we could take a, he was like if you'd Wait. like to join us, eventually we're going to have a little, uh, we're going to have a, a ghost podcast when we all go out there. Yes! <laughs> yep. I want to trap some ghosts. I just watched we'll the trap episode. Trap them! I, oh, wait, no. I just like watched a, an episode of Ghosts. Like in a Ponzi they, scheme? They, they, it's, a, it's, a Latvian, it's a Latvian contraption, <clears throat> and they suck the ghost in. Boom, like that. Is it a vacuum cleaner? It's like a, yeah, it's a yeah. dust Dust it's buster. a dust buster. <laughs> dust buster. I know dust buster anymore. Yes, I am. I actually very much want to go and walk through that house and see if I get those creepy vibes, and if that woman in the black or whatever that you talked about comes when you were playing cards or some shit and stood over you. It was no. It was in bed. Yeah, played it over you. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Also, the tour of the house was much better when me and Dave's high school pictures were on the. <laughs> we can recreate that. <laughs> no, they're at my they're at my mom's new house. So no. Oh, we look so so cool. We will just help ourselves out there. Sorry, John. Just don't mind us. We're gonna walk around the house, do a podcast. We're probably gonna stay the night here, do a podcast. It's okay. We're gonna dust bust as we go. And we got sleeping bags. <laughs> just three we, dudes. I assume Molly bag. would be there. Maybe. Oh, we're gonna be doing some Molly. <laughs> We're going to be rolling balls. That's a drugs. It's a drug term. Oh my god, you got to send Chuck I, in I now? I don't know. No, I don't know those drug terms. I thought that was his wife. It is, it but is. it's a it play is. on it okay. because Molly is I just uh, I MD, her name. MDM. For, yeah. 
Is that it? Uh, no, isn't, yeah, isn't Molly Ecstasy? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We are really cutting edge on this, on this show. I mean, who do you, who do you trust have... to get your drug lingo from more than three 40-year-old dudes? white 40-year-old dudes. Yeah. I would like to do some ecstasy at some point in my life. I'm not going to lie. Really like to do that. Huh. So I don't even know what that drug does to you. Oh, it makes you friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you hypersensitive to touching, apparently. And sounds and colors. So that's on your bucket list? Do you know what makes me hypersensitive? Watching a dog commercial in the Super Bowl. I cried. That dog commercial on the Super Bowl. What Are you dog commercial? Me? I don't remember they that They get one. the puppy, and then the puppy gets a little older, and then the puppy is all of a sudden like 14 years old, and it's looking at its mom, and it's like, I'm going to die tomorrow. And I was like, no, I hated it. Wow. Yeah. Definitely cried for like 10 I minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. I don't even remember seeing this commercial. <laughs> well, good, I don't good for you, because I almost adopted a dog yesterday. <laughs> Another one. Wow. Good for you. You should have. Was this a commercial for like Budweiser or something? Or? Uh, oh, pray for Brian's stomach. Dude, Budweiser's tear him up, man. <laughs> pray for hey. Brian's stomach. I go, don't know. No, no, go no. back Cash. behind Cash. the slacks. Don't you shoot down Brian's the producer. <laughs> We're get this how trendy mute, on Twitter. How do we mute him behind the glass? <laughs> He's got the mics. He's got the mic. He He's just working the, the board. He gets the talk button. Now, well, in fairness, Budweiser does suck at but but uh, yeah, way to edit that. Yeah, hey, we just talked about myself. Molly. It uh, it is terrible beer. Like if wait, Molly, what sucks ass? Budweiser. Budweiser sucks ass. Budweiser's pretty terrible. I okay. That's just my odd take. I don't. I mean, this guy drinks Bush Light. So. If if like I'm at somewhere and all there is is Budweiser, sure, why not? But even then, I don't know. I don't know. Well, why do they call it the King of Beers if it's not the King of Beers? Because... Marketing. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I can call anything anything if I want. Andy has the term the King of Fish Fries. That's right. David That's what my manager and my publicist have said that I should call myself. So I do think that we need to have a producer for now on who just kind of fires shots from the side. <laughs> I know we keep adding to the show, which means that the Mascuda bowling alley money is getting split more and more oh, ways. Man. But depending on each house, we could just have a producer. So like Stan as the producer when it's at my house. Lindsay can be the producer when she's at yours. There we go. <laughs> Lindsay loves to be around us. I just, I just <laughs> assumed... Uh, Brian was going to try and introduce more and more Dolskis until it was, just again, yeah, poor Spears with the Dolskis, and me and you relegated to the sidelines. I, I can't imagine when we walk through the house what Anne's face looks like. <laughs> I mean, I can picture her face. I've seen her enough times. I mean, I've tried comforting her. Comforting. I've tried. <clears throat> Why are you in my house? <laughs> I don't. I didn't walk think around. I I mean, I suggested that we just do porch beers from Anne's couch, but I, I think she'd be on board. Should oh. we, for segment three, have her come out? She would embarrass us with her intelligence, and we would probably. I think never she thinks me and Andy are a delight. I bet most people do. Yep. There's a whole podcast about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Andy is a delight podcast. No, the links are a delight. <laughs> 
So, so back to Molly is on your bucket list. What else we got on there? So, along like this summer, we were me and uh, the Rumblers and uh, the neighbors and stuff. We're talking about how when we get old enough and we're all retired, we're going to go to the desert and do a whole bunch of mushrooms or acid, whatever we get our hands on. But we're going to go to the desert, so we're going to we're going to designate one person to be sober desert. and kind of tie each other to each other, so, so that we can't have runners. And probably to a cactus. That doesn't. I still. I still think people would break off, or somebody would strangle somebody, thinking it was like, you know, a rabid coyote that was attached to him. And I mean, if that happens, it happens. Right, but why, why the desert? Because I've wanted, always wanted to get high in the desert. Really, I mean, that's it. There's no nothing special with that other than I want to get high in the desert. Is it because of uh, that dude who wrote the book in the movie with Johnny Depp? Uh, Vegas. Yeah. Uh, fear, and loathing. fear and loathing. Hunter and S. Thompson, thank you. Is it all because of Hunter S. Thompson? No, I just think, like, I I really like the desert. I don't want to live in the desert, but I find the desert fascinating because you can go and just be... Hot. Yeah, but Sandy. like at night, Sexy. it's generally dry. so clear and dry <laughs> and like quiet and there's nothing. And I... Great use of adjectives, Brian. And it'd be great to just be out there. I'm just going to talk through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna soldier through this, and I think it'd be cool to just be in the desert and be all high. Look, I can get high in Midwestern Illinois or Southern Illinois. That's one thing. That's fine. We can all sit on the back of my truck and just ooh stargaze. But being in the desert, that'd be really fun. I don't know. I think it'd be more fun to just you know get and get really high, like you said, out in the middle of you know mom and dad's whatever field where you saw yeah but again we all we have to be like ghosts tethered. ghosts really come out yeah we'd have to be tethered though right like because people are gonna run off i would probably run off if you're stoned you're not gonna run off you're not motivated but if so different not like pot i'm talking about like if we're doing shrooms and stuff okay like like i'm trying for the psychedelic experience here i think i think pot is about the extent of my interest level I don't think I don't think mushrooms make people. They're like, hallucinogenic. Run off, do they? No, I, I'm saying though that like be be like afraid. Let's let's just say wander off. Like the thing is, is that if you have eight people well, you're following all doing the shrooms, orb thing. yeah, like you just kind of wander Fair off. Enough. And so, like, I'd rather have the one sober person have everyone tied to a cactus so they can babysit everyone. Well, why don't they just tie all the sober tie all the drunk people, not drunk, all the whatever hallucinogenic people, hallucinogenic people to the one sober person? Because I don't think the one sober person wants to be like the mobile cactus. The mobile cactus. I kind of like, like that. that to be a band name. The mobile cactus. Mobile cactus. Huh. But you know, with mushrooms, aren't those grown under cow shit? Under cow shit. Yeah. And then you eat them. You wipe the cow shit off first. That's still. Yeah, it you makes still it clear very them. unappealing, man. I mean, you know where most mushrooms come from, right? I don't eat you mushrooms. You don't eat mushrooms. Never mind. That was a, so, lose, that so was a every, losing argument no, at the very on. beginning every, for me. I do, I do, you know, it's called mushroom manure, right? Which is really... What are we talking about? What mushrooms are grown in. Okay. It's poop. Or it's dead poop. things. It's poop. It's a lot okay, of poop. Yes. a lot of poop in there. And you, if you, you wash the mushroom... Which I tend to. It saturates you it with water. Just, it does. And it ruins it. I don't just pat them down. I, I brush the shroom. I, I, I gently brush the shroom to try to 
coax it. Stimulate the dirt Stimulate off of it. it. Right. Stimulate the dirt off of it. To get it where and, it needs and to be. You never, just, you just never right quite off. get it all the way clean. No. And then I, I know when I cook with mushrooms, there's feces in my food. But I've heated hot enough that I know it's going to kill it. All the bacteria. Let's go to our producer. Chuck, how do you feel about uh, eating feces in most of the food that your dad cooks? I mean, like, pretty used to it. <laughs> Are you saying my food tastes like shit? <laughs> it tastes like shit. I'm kidding. Wow. That's kidding. good. That's good. I'm kidding. You can't hurt his feelings. Like, I can cook eggs, but... Mm. Okay, the beef organ, y'all, at Christmas time... Mm, okay. You pronounce bologna you, you wrong. You spend all day making that. I do spend all day making that. All day making that. Do you even have a recipe, like your own recipe for anything? Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> What'd you get that one from your dad? It's French bologna. Oh. Excuse you. How many aprons do you have retired? Because this man over here, mine are still active. You can check my, you can check my closet, buddy. It's like there's no apron in the Hall of Fame yet. <coughs> you pronounce so apparently he's going to take over the uh, two dudes in a hot plate podcast. <laughs> oh man, this one as well. No, I have graduated beyond the hot plate. I've It could be two Brian's in a hot plate. <laughs> oh, two Brian's in a hot plate. I can't imagine two Brian's in a room. Oh, my God. oh I can. Boy, can I. Have you ever met Aunt Julie? I, I... You mean... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think it's, the I think it's the huge, so, like, bent nose that makes them... Wow. Of... Wait, did you... Are you implying that your father has a bent nose? Or... Or this Aunt Julie, who may actually be a dude named Brian, has a bent yes. nose. Oh, I mean, dude, you shave the beard off of that guy, he looks more like a girl than my aunt. Oh, you mean, you mean his sister that Andy finds super attractive. Okay. I didn't know what... I, th- I was making... Okay. All right. I forgot about that. Hey, bud. Hey, how you doing? I didn't know your sister's name. I, I didn't either. It's yeah. always been Brian's sister. Oh, Aunt Julie. Yeah. Her name's Aunt Julie? Yeah. Is that what you're going to call her? That's what she was named when she was born. <laughs> <clears throat> Julie, Brian, and... Devin. 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 How do we... Devin? Ooh. Yep. Spicy. Close. Tevin. Clay. You had the Evan part right. Tevin? <laughs> Tevin Campbell's your brother? <laughs> I know. How did you know? Clevin. That was the number eleven that <laughs> Kevin had. Yeah, Kevin from the office made up. Christopher. So I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever told any of my family that we do this. That's eh, probably. Familiar. Nor yeah, would they ever look it up or yeah, care. You, yeah. So when they come into town, do they want to be on the podcast? Uh, they would have to come into town to do that. Oh, do they not like being in Illinois? Uh they don't. They don't do West Who likes very being well. Illinois? They don't acknowledge Illinois as a state yet. No. no. They're going to be busy doing a tour of the fish fries. No, we're and, going. Uh... <laughs> so we, we've got our summer plan out. So my niece will be one in July. We're heading there. And we're going to this what festival. Number? My niece will be one. 
Did was I that say, spelled W A N? Juan. 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 Like Obi Wan. No, she's she's definitely white. Um, if you met the dad and the mom, you'd. I mean. I don't know if there's any racial overtones. No, there, I think there was. I think there was. No, no there was wasn't. Kind of making fun of the fact that you said it like Obi Wan Kenobi. Juan. 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 More okay. just back to the. Yeah. Hey, producer, Flint. make a note that yeah. at twenty nine thirty nine, I need to edit out like. Also at twenty nine forty seven, I got to edit out whatever that was. There was like a weird turkey like, come in. Oh. That was me rewinding. (laughs) Even though there's no tape anymore. (laughs) That podcast. Picklesburg is a thing. It's an event. The whole downtown area is all dedicated to pickles. Hmm. Pickle shirts, pickle memorabilia. How many babies are born nine months later after pickles? (laughs) (laughs) Can you you bring me back a pickle shirt? It's a mini (laughs) baby boom. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I would be interested in a pickle fest shirt. I I would like one of those too. It's the same place where I got a hashtag blessed t shirt, which is still one of my favorite shirts. And it's pretty damn cool. Pretty damn cool. We will we will we will pickle it up. So that <laughs> birthday party, we're gonna watch a pirates game. So then, what's your go to pickle? Are you going dill? Are you going a little uh, bread and butter? Bread and butter. So uh, if it's crunchy, it's good. Mm. I so I do like crunchy pickles. Shit. However. I like the like light, lightly dilled pickles, not the like disgusting, like heavy chopped up, soggy ones. And like, there's definitely a place for the the sweet pickle, like I can like the gherkin, you know, solid. But those like bite into them, crunchy like <laughs> pickles that are like it's like a deli pickle, you know. Like, yeah, that's that's my jam. Hmm. Hmm. Have you ever bought a gas station pickle? Uh, oh, those like pickle in a bag. Pickle yeah. in a pouch. No. However. Yeah, I've had one. It's, I have not purchased a pickle for myself to consume. Circle K, tear it open. I got pickle juice on the car seat. <laughs> so. Well, we've all been there. We've all been there. Just describing my life right now. I love our producer. (laughs) Just the minutiae of our day right now. No. Got some. Wait, how old were you when your dad gave you a pickle to open on your own? Ten. Like last week. (laughs) Are you talking about dilly bites? No, no. Or one of those juicy. The giant. Like, oh gosh, yeah. In a bag, and it's like, it's got the cone, like. Again, visual media. Here. Gas station. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a, a, a so scale one to ten podcast. So you've got this like nine inch dill in your hand. Mm-hmm. Nine inch unit. The big unit. So Randy yeah. Johnson's there with his pickle. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, I open it, and you know, like bags don't want to open, and I. Tear it like I try and tear it with your it. teeth, it, right? No, just no. brute strength. Just brute strength, like quad orientating to its strength. <laughs> Chuck, if I had to ask you, uh, uh, would you rather every day uh, for a whole year 
fight a chicken to the death before getting into the car to go to go to school, or fight an orangutan one time to the death. What would you rather? But do? you get a sword. But you do get a sword, and it's the. Chicken. I feel like the orangutan needs a sword too. You want to fight? I, then, then it's always give the, the chicken. A Don't give the orangutan a weapon. But why does the orangutan? I, I just feel like the orangutan needs a sword. He doesn't know how to use it. Okay. I want to put a pin in this conversation. All right, yes, that's fine. Because I'm curious where you're going here. I need to know, scale yes. of 1 to 10, gas station pickle, where are you at? Oh, oh. Okay. If you sniff it before you eat it, minus like two, two on the pickle chart, right? Okay. So... Andy, are you scoring on the pickle chart right now? Scoring on the pickle chart. Okay. Yeah. Mark and it for um, the sensing. Yep. yep. So. But taste-wise. Taste-wise, they tend to be pretty sour sometimes. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I've only had like two. But one was like actually pretty good. And one was sour. Hmm. So you uh, average those together. Well, so what you do is you just get two pickles at once. You know, you got one in each hand, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> no, I'm not going to go down that path, Andy. <laughs> so, back to the orangutan, right? Yeah. Why would you give the orangutan a sword? Well, because, oh, man. Sorry, I actually had to wipe a tear away there. <laughs> I had a tear in my eye for a minute there. So, uh... I just feel like, like the chicken, like a, the orangutan, you just don't want to hack to, to pieces an orangutan with a sword. He should at least have a sword. The with. orangutan is trying to kill you. An orangutan is 800 But orangutan pounds. doesn't have much yeah. of like an urge to do anything. But this one has got a death wish for you. And uh, you know what? Okay, fine. He has a death wish. That's fine. I accept this now. Okay. I was imagining just an orangutan sitting on the hood of your car. Scratching going, his hey, balls. Hey, what's hey, up? What's going on? You gotta stab no. him. You just gotta walk up and stab <laughs> this poor jackass but sitting on your car. I would, now, I could, I could never. The downside. He's got a tie on and some now, glasses. Now and he's like, hey, yeah. I'm I'll, just I'll gonna go to work today. And get its like, big, but, long neck and <laughs> twist and pull. Chuck, I need you here every day. I really do. The, ch the chicken. Would you, wait, wait. Hold are on. you twisting pulling the chicken or the pickle? To get it all out of the pouch. But you distract it with the pickle. What if you had to choke it first? <laughs> Just to make sure the chicken was there. <laughs> Maybe wave the pickle around in front of the chicken. <laughs> to distract the to chicken. To distract it, yep. <clears throat> if, what if you just shoved the pickle in his mouth... And then choked it. I think the chicken would peck the pickle. Chicken's beak isn't big enough to fit an entire pickle down. That's why. But, it but if it's a little gherkin, it could be. You're just thinking about the big ones. Well, what, what if it's just a little gherkin? It's a gas station yeah, it's a pickle. Yeah, a gas station pickle. Okay. Mm. You ever have yeah. a that was the problem with this. Pickle on a pouch. So, the chicken thing, it's a chicken every time you get into your car. So you're getting into your car, what, like four times a day? I thought it was when you went to oh, the park. Oh, I thought, it, yeah, it was just when you got Every time you get into your car. Oh, my God. That's a lot of fried chicken, chicken in my house. Holy cow. You have got wow. to fight a chicken to the death. Right. I walk out this door and bam, chicken. There's a chicken. Yep. 
But you know, if you're not, is he trying to surprise me? By the way, like, is he doing like I don't know, jump from the ceiling? He's gonna come out of it wherever, but you're gonna have to fight. And you know what's coming? Yeah. So like, you could have like a a shield. Yeah. But your car is not gonna start until you kill that chicken. I would hate to kill any chickens in my life. Yeah, I but know. I'm also not going to kill an orangutan. They're a protected species, anything, yeah. and they're very human-like. Oh, even if they are gosh. angry at me for what a, an unknown is reason. Is this a trolley problem? Oh, it is the trolley. It is kind of a trolley problem. Yeah. Chicken. That'll be that'll be next week's discussion. The trolley problem. I'll kill five chickens a day and eat them. That's fine. Huh. Yeah. They're so dumb. So you would go chicken. Every time. I don't mind killing the chicken. I, I hate think chickens. I would go chicken, too. I like eating chicken, but I hate chickens. An orangutan, they have a brain. I, I, They're like, almost human. They, they can communicate. And, and they, they have like redheads. And, yeah. Like, sign language. I mean, the orangutan might, Bugs Bunny might dress up like a lady orangutan right. and like, try and seduce you. And there you. I am, sleeping with an orangutan. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, sudden, he fights me and stabs me in the garage. <laughs> and you lose. Right. <laughs> You'll never lose to a chicken. And like, <laughs> even if it's ten times a day, you'll never lose to a chicken. As we are sitting here in Brian's garage, I'm looking over there, and there's a mattress, right? Up against the yeah, wall. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, all of a sudden, there is a seductive orangutan <laughs> sitting on the mattress, and I walk out, and I'm like, well, it's here. And in your I'm case, not doing anything. It's taught itself German. Right. So, you know. It's taught itself German. It's a redhead. It's wearing a dirndl. And in German, it's telling me that I'm like, meh, you're okay. <laughs> you're, meh, you're okay. <laughs> Do you think uh, the orangutan is sign languaging in German? Is there a difference between German sign language and American? I don't know. Yeah, That's why I'm throwing it out here to you guys. Oh, <laughs> man. Again, visual. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can leave that visual out. Yeah, yeah. That's why it works. That's why it's a podcast. Everybody can imagine what just happened. I saw it and I still don't know what's happening. <laughs> Brian touched himself inappropriately. Oh, oh Brian. Brian. <clears throat> Pretty sure that's not what happened. <laughs> However. Uh, still want to talk about B-fibs? I don't. I don't. This, this was 40 minutes of greatness. <laughs> 40 minutes of greatness. I think that's what we can uh, title this segment right here. Might, maybe the whole podcast, actually. <laughs> 40 minutes of greatness. <laughs> the one with Brian, the, Brian, the Brian Dulski show. <laughs> Episode whatever, 40 minutes of greatness. <laughs> Pickles, orangutans, and greatness. Oh, my. Boy, I wish I had a notebook. Hey, producer, write this stuff down. <laughs> Ah, all right. Well, I tell you what, we'll be back. Um, yeah, well, we got a great big quiz coming next, right? Oh, man. And so I'm pretty fired up. This is um, this is going to be good. Did Charles write the quiz? He did not. Who do I like in fifth and sixth grade? <laughs> Have you kissed a girl yet? <laughs> we'll or find out after and... this. <laughs> Welcome back to Porch Sodies with Charles. <laughs> this is what we've all been uh, gearing up for. We had such a taste of fun last week with Brian's quiz for uh, Andy and I, where the the man has a clipboard. He does. He is more prepared than I've ever been. Yep. Technically, I have a notebook where I take notes 
but I forgot it the last two weeks, so... Ah, eh. So, uh, yeah, he's very, very heavily invested in this. I definitely had this prepared for a Mike Moore uh, guest appearance. So, However, wait. I still think it will play well with you two. How many answers are Tony Gwynn? At least four. Okay. Ooh, gotta guess which Whew. ones. How many questions are we doing today, Brian? We have ten. Okay. How many was and last time? 25? We had 25, but that was um, that was like a speed round. This is just going to be like a contemplative thing. I don't think there was anything speedy about last week's quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about last week's quiz. <laughs> Which right now, who goes first? Uh, uh, Dave goes first. Dave so goes first. So. I will uh, uh, pack so up my gear. Yeah, there's the refrigerator. Grab yourself something from there. Go inside. Uh, do a quick two-minute yeah. uh, podcast. Hang out with Ann. Let her. <laughs> let me know how she's doing. Andy Lee, live from the couch with Ann. <laughs> I got a microphone. It's my phone. Right yeah, here. make a shot front roll, just like. <laughs> send the producer in when, I'm, when you're done. <laughs> All right, David. Yeah. So the name of this segment, uh, or this quiz, I should say, is called Sloppy Seconds. Okay. okay, second baseman. So I'm going to uh, name a statistical leader on the Cardinals. All oh, time. Ooh, ooh, okay. You're going to name who was second. Oh, all right. Stan okay. Musial led the Cardinals with 3,026 games played. David, who was second? Oh, wow. Um, I guess I'm going to go... God, I got I to go Yachty. So, David, Lou Brock was the leader in stolen bases for the Cardinals with 888 stolen bases. Who was second? Ozzy Smith. Rogers Hornsby led the Cardinals in all-time batting average with a 359 average. Who was second? Hmm. Probably going to go Stan the Man. Stan the Man led the Cardinals in hits with 3,630. Who was second? I think I think it's Yachty. Like, not just hits um, for their career, but hits as a member of the Cardinals. As a Cardinal. Yeah, I think it's Yachty. Stan Musial, Mr. Cardinal, led the Cardinal franchise. Oh, no. No. It's got to be Lou Brock, right? Shoot. All right, we're going back to Hold on. <laughs> number four. Gosh, I, I feel like it's Yachty. Lou Brock didn't have over a thousand hits with the Cubs. And he has 3,000 hits, so it's, I mean, by simple math, I guess it has to be Lou Brock. I'm going to go Lou Brock. Lou Brock. Damn it. Now I, I'm going against going myself. away from Yachty. All right. Son of a B. Home runs. Musial. One. Four seven four Pujols two. All right, on to pitching. Jesse Haynes led the Cardinals franchise with five hundred and fifty four appearances. Who was second? Appearances. Uh, I guess we'll go. I guess we'll go. Gibby. Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson was the all time wins leader with two hundred fifty one. Who was second? Um, 
as a member of the Cardinals. God, is it Jesse Haynes? Is it Jesse? Uh, it's Haynes. No, oh, is it Wainwright? Ah, uh, shit. We'll go modern. We'll go Wayno. Wayno. Bob Gibson also leads the franchise in strikeouts with 3,117. Who's second, David? Strikeouts? Hmm. Hmm. Probably Haynes. Yeah, I'll go Haynes. Jesse Haynes. Saves. <clears throat> Jason Isringhausen leads the club with 217. Who's second? I want to say Lee Smith. Um, I don't think it's Suter. I don't. It's not Mott. No, it's not Eckersley. Eckersley, John Carter. Ninety-six, ninety-seven. He was. Yeah. Um. I'll go Lee Smith. Lee Smith. Go with this. Go with this guy. In. 4,120 total batters faced. Carlos Martinez has the highest strikeouts per nine innings percentage rate in Cardinals history at 8.63. With 4,129 total batters faced. Who's second? So they faced only 4,169. 4,129 <clears throat> has a Cardinal. Hmm. So it's got to be a short-ish run. So that takes out Gibby and Wayno. Um... Trying to think of a fireball. Uh, um, we'll go, um, Carlton. Carlton. Tiebreaker. The Cardinals lead the National League franchises in World Series victories with 11 in 19 appearances. This franchise has won eight World Series in 20 appearances in the National League. Which franchise? Either the Phillies or the Dodgers, I think. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Phillies. Phillies. Producer, would you please go get uh, Andy? God, I'm really. I feel oh. like I've looked this up recently on that Lou Brock Yadi or Molina question, and that's really gonna bother me if it's Yadi. Which one? The right. right. Oh God, there's like potato chips everywhere and hats everywhere. Oh, his new hat. Look yeah. at you. He's oh. stealing this hat. Wow. He's stealing the hat. My hat. It's a pickle fest. Right what do you think? I want to sweat right now. It's. I mean, there's a like a twenty percent chance. But you just wanted to match me with Blue Jay, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I don't think. I don't like think. Getting solidarity. 
All right. It's a very muscly blue jay. Oh, it is a muscly Sheena blue jay. Link not you know, sweating. the blue jays did rock that muscly blue jay hat in like 96, 97. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, Carlos Delgado, he would rock that hat. Did the Big Grande play in that team? The Big Grande. The Big Grande. <laughs> Big Grande never played for the blue jays. He played for the uh, Le, Les Expos. I don't Le think Expos. the Big Grande ever played a game in his day. No, he did. <laughs> I mean, I'm going by Andy's definition. Right. Andy, welcome back. Hi. Good to see you. Is this rapid fire too? This is not oh, rapid is. fire. This is uh, this this uh, trivia is called sloppy seconds. What a nerd! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to name a Cardinals all-time statistical leader. Okay. You're going to name who was second. Andy Stan Musial leads the Cardinals in games played at 3,026. Who was second? Oh, do, 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 do. So it had to have been a guy who played a long time and only with the Cardinals. So I would probably lend itself to Lou Brock, uh, but he played for the Cubs. So I'm going to say Ozzie Smith. Probably wrong. Lou Brock led the Cardinals in stolen bases with 888. Andy, who was second? Who is second? Uh, you know, I'm going to say because of the, even though it's a shortened career, probably going to go Vince Coleman, even though I'm not sure that, uh, I mean, we'd have to go back to maybe like Frankie Frisch or something, but they're not stealing a hundred bases. I'm sticking with Vince Coleman. Vince Coleman. Batting average. Rogers Hornsby leads the Cardinals all time with a batting average of 359. Andy, who was second? Hmm. 359. All right. Um, I I mean, the, it, the obvious seems to be Stan Musial and Mark McGuire, neck and neck. But. Felix Jose. So, so I mean, are we, let's say Johnny Mize. Mm. Interesting play. Hits. Stan Musial. Mr. Baseball leads the Cardinal franchise with 3,630. Who's second? Who is second? It's 3,030. Um, 3,630. Or 3,630. Um, well, <clears throat> boy, oh boy, that one gets hard, too. That's what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. Now, here's... here's <laughs> You're such a dork, Brian. <laughs> yeah. So here's the question though. Are all those hits with the Cardinals or yes. over their career this and they're like a Hall of Famer or hits as a Cardinal. As a Cardinal. All these are as a Cardinal. So you could have five hundred home runs, total, three hundred with the Cardinals. It's three hundred is the answer for this. Alright. So I I would imagine it's probably Lou Brock or Surprisingly, maybe Adi Molina, because I think there's a great disparity between the leader of Stan Musial and everybody else, because there's not a lot of people who had their entire careers with them. And I'm not like buying time here. I'm just trying to work through this, because even Roger Hornsby was not with the Cardinals for his entire career. Nope. So I am going to arbitration say arbitration got Hornsby. Arbitration got him. Yeah. He got DFA'd. Yeah. Well. There was other guys batting 400 at the time. (laughs) 
So I'm doing a coin flip lube rock Yachty Molina. And heads lands on Yachty Molina. I'm going to go with him. No, it's lube rock. Lube rock. Let's <laughs> lube rock. Lube rock. Okay. The big fly. Stan Musial. Four, seven, five home runs. Who was second? Uh, pools. Poo holes. Going on to pitching. Jesse Haynes leads the club with 554 lifetime appearances as a Cardinal. Who was second? Oh, this is just appearances. Ah, uh, let's go with Grover Cleveland Alexander. Grover Cleveland Alexander. He appeared in a lot of games, but I don't know how many of them were the Cardinals, but we're going to go with that one. Bob Gibson has the most wins as a lot of Cardinal. Those the Expos. 251. <laughs> yes, the Expos. Who was second? In wins? As a pitcher. Wins as a pitcher on the Cardinals. Uh, it is not Dizzy Dean. It is not... I would say we'd have to go back to... God, it's not like Max Lanier. Lanier? Lanier? Um, Max Power. Max Power. Uh, well, let's go with... Haynes. It's gotta be it's gotta be Strike someone out. from way back in the day. Bob Gibson again, Cardinals best pitcher ever. Three thousand one hundred and seventeen strikeouts as a Cardinal. Who's second? No one even close. Um I'm gonna go. Dizzy Dean. That's not I and I know that's not right because he didn't pitch in enough. Enough seasons, but I'm going to still guess Go Dizzy Dean. I'm then. going Dizzy Dean. All right, I'll put a check mark by what I just scratched out. And going on the short Is innings. a check mark worth more? Uh, it is, yeah. yeah um, six. Good. Jason Isringhausen leads the Cardinals all-time with 217 saves. Who was second? Just as a Cardinal. Cardinals. Boy, that gets... It's not Bruce Suter because his saves were all over the place. Bruce Suter was only with the Cardinals for I think three years. Uh, so and that and that's like when I was like two and three. So it's kind of a fuzzy era, right? Um, so uh, we're gonna go Dennis Eckersley, although it might be Pat uh, Pat Borders. Henkin? No, no, no. Pat Henkin. No, it's Pat Borders. It's not Henkin. It's Neil Henke. Walker. Tom Henke Pat might Henke. actually be the one behind it. No, it's not but Pat I'm gonna... Henke. No, Tom Henke. <laughs> God bless America. Uh, I'm going to go with Eckersley. Because I don't think the number two is very close either. No, it's Lee Smith. No, Lee Smith wasn't are, here are close you? enough. Oh he wasn't gosh. here long enough, I mean. Hey. <laughs> I'll write down what you tell me. I'm going to stick with my first answer. Dennis Eckersley. Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> Put a check mark by it. It's worth double. All right, check mark. It's worth double. He got it... a list. Oh, maybe it was Ricky Vitalico. Did, did he use a lifeline? Oh, yeah. Did he yeah. use a lifeline on that? He did. He phoned a friend. <laughs> oh shit! Chuck behind the glass. All right, with, with the candles. Four thousand one hundred and twenty total batters faced in his Cardinals career. Oh, this one's stupid. Carlos Martinez has the highest strikeouts per nine innings at eight point six three. Let's just With say, let's just... 4,129 total batters faced. This person was second. So, uh, they're both a similar number 
a batter's face, correct? So I think nine is the difference there. You know, this is why people don't like you. <laughs> um, let's go with Chris Carpenter. No, Adam Wainwright. We're going to go with Adam Wainwright. Wayno. And the tiebreaker. Oh, thank God. Oh, I didn't get a tiebreaker. Yes, you did. You answered it. Did I? <laughs> he didn't say right or wrong. I don't think you did. <laughs> you answered it. I don't remember a tiebreaker. Was the answer Charles? The Cardinals. Producer Charles. Oh, that one. Have appeared in 19 <laughs> World Series, winning 11. So they're the winningest National League yes. franchise Behind the Yankees. of all time. National League. National League. Um, yeah, right. Okay. Now we're talking National League. With 20 appearances, but 8 wins. Giants. In the World Series. Who's second? Giants. The Giants. Or the Dodgers. You said Giants. We're moving on. <laughs> our, audience, our audience is on the edge of their seat right now, waiting for the answers, because they're like, God, I think I know this. I think I'm a Carlos fan. See, of I course think, I know this. I think the problem is that like the Carlos Martinez question was kind of really obscure. So it is funny. You and I had the same issue on a couple of questions. The... Um, the Lou Brock, Yadier Molina coin flip Because they're kind of right there on the number. Like, they weren't both great hitters. Like, they were fine hitters. But, but again, so Yadi had the, the, the length only being with the Cardinals. But Lou Brock didn't have that many hits with the Cubs. And he had at least 3,000 hits. Yeah, but... So, it led me down that path. Because Yadi did have 3,000 hits. Brock did have 3,000 okay, hits. Okay, so then he's ahead of him. He only probably had a hundred and... No, I'm going to say 250, 290 we'll say, with the Cubs. And Yachty only had 2,400 career hits, maybe? Yeah, so I lost so that one. I think it was Lou. Um, Dennis Eckersley was only here two years. So I think that's why I think it's Damn it. Smith. It felt like it was longer. So it's Ricky Vitalico then, huh? Yeah. Or Jeff Brantley. J- Jason Mott. Jason Mott. The, you the next have, guy after that one has got to be almost a nobody, I think. It, maybe it's Lee Smith. You came up with one in the pitching that I think... Oh no, well, the stolen base one. Vince Coleman had the length. Like, not the length. I'm sorry. No, he had so I guessed Ozzie quantity. Smith. I guessed Ozzie Smith. Because yeah, he had the length. But I don't know the answers. Do you know the answers? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I, this, so I'm just spitballing okay. at the time. But I liked your Vince Coleman answer in retrospect because of the bulk. Yeah, I mean, he just had... span. Four seasons of 100 stolen bases yeah. or whatever. And so, who else is coming close to that? So, it's one of either those two, Ozzy or Vince. Yeah. I mean, uh, McGee never came close to any of that kind of no. numbers. And Todd Zeal was maybe up there. Yeah, he stole a lot he of bases. He stole a lot of bases. He was sneaky. He wore camouflage out on the base pass so no one saw him. Do you know the line. only team he never played for was the Pittsburgh Pirates? That's about right, yes. <laughs> that sounds right. Yes, and our softball team. <laughs> no, uh, he, he actually, actually played offered for... to play for us. <laughs> Our producer's been called to bed by his mother. Well, good night. Are you just going to leave your stuff here? I, so, you all left right. soda on the floor. Ah, oh, boo, Charles. <laughs> Charles, do you want to know who won? Yeah, listen to the no, podcast. No, you go to bed. Out. No, listen to your mother. My shift no. ended. I'm going home. Yeah, something ended. Good night, everybody.
Bye, producer Chuck. Bye. All right. So with 2,089 games played, runner-up, Stan Musial. Yeah, here. Lou Brock. Oh, who did you guess? I don't know. Been a long time ago. Ozzy Smith and Yadier Molina. So we were both wrong. Really? So I, I'm. So Yadi was number two behind that, and not no. Ozzy Smith. No, Lou no. Brock was number two. Oh. No, nobody got that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is weird. I mm, all right. Which could inform the rest of the quiz. So, uh, 549 stolen bases behind Lou Brock. I'm pretty confident with my Vince Coleman now. It's 549. Mm. 549. Mm. One for Andy. So I know, that, like, Ozzie once Smith. you go down that far, that, that was, because he only had, what, six seasons with us or something? At 336 to Rogers Hornsby's 359, Johnny Mize. Wow. Did I nail that? You nailed hey. that. <laughs> hey, all right. I would not have pulled that name out. Coming in at second and hits to Stan with 2713, Lou Brock. That was one for me, right? One for both of you. Oh, I thought you guessed Yachty. Oh, all right. And he switched it. I switched it like four times. Uh, four six, the check 469 on home runs. Pools. Two holes. Appearances. Grover, Cleveland, Alexander is not the answer. Bummer. Bob Gibson at 529. Woo, Who was first again? Jesse Haynes. Oh. You know, what's tricky about that question is that Bob Gibson did not have a long career. No. He really didn't play that many seasons. But it was entirely with the Cardinals, and I knew he had a lot of wins and a lot of losses. Wait, was it wins or appearances? Appearances. Okay. I'm just saying he had a lot of wins and a lot of losses. Appearances. The thing so. is, is that he's only getting probably 38 appearances per season. Over Cleveland, but with a Alexander short- was... Mm, I bet he getting had. forty a season at the bare minimum. But he only played for like three or four years with the Cardinals. Tops. He had multiple stints with but, them. Actually, but the next question is about okay. wins. So going into wins after six questions, Andy has four correct answers and David has three correct Ooh. answers. It's coming down to the wire. Who has the second most wins on the Cardinals franchise? Bob Forge. Ah, damn it! It is Bob Forge. Two hundred and ten. Jesse Haynes. Andy gets another point. Ooh, good thing I didn't think about Bob Forge before this. You know what? I I was debating between Haynes and Wayno from Jesse Haynes. And I go, I'm going to go modern. I'm going to go Wayno. To Adam Wainwright. Because he doesn't have 200 yet. No. Going on to the strikeouts. Bob Gibson was the leader. Who's second? I hear I have a scratched out check mark. (laughs) <laughs> and a Haynes neither of those are right it's Adam Wainwright uh-huh. with 2147 alright fair enough saves Jason Isringhausen first Dennis Eckersley not second no. Bruce Smith woo I got that one damn it I should have should have pulled that nah. with going into the final question Andy 5 David 4 strikeouts per 9 innings Carlos I mean, this Martinez is the worst question First, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Well. <laughs> no, no. Lance Lynn. Ah, so no one got that no one. No got that one. That was an anticlimactic finishing question. What'd you guess on that one? I guess Carlton. Steve Carlton. Yeah, that would have been a fair guess. Adam Wainwright. 
So you're telling me that we've had these Hall of Famers and the strikeouts per nine innings was higher with Carlos Martinez and so, a Lance Lynn. Yeah, modern baseball, more strikeouts. Okay. Yep. So the second place NL team for the World Series wins. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a tiebreaker question. Yeah, I was getting there. Um, Were you? <laughs> well, I was going to announce the winner first. Because well, you won. Andy won. Andy it's, won. Congratulations yeah. for defending woo, 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 you know, your woo. title. No, he didn't. He lost last I week. only guessed Tony Gwynn no times this week. <laughs> the New York San Francisco Giants franchise has won well eight done. World Nailed it. World well Series in 20 appearances. I guess the Phillies. Mm. Mm. Well, I... Thanks for playing, guys. I think had you went with the... If you said Philadelphia over the Phillies, because they were... Multi, Philadelphia's had multiple teams. Franchise, though. Right, right. So, because the, but the, the Phillies... The athletics franchise started in Philadelphia. Correct, yes. Now, and so that's why I wouldn't have guessed the Phillies, because the Phillies have only been... When when was the Phillies started? Was it the uh, I think it was late nineteen ninety two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because uh Lenny right Dykstra strike, yeah. and Jim Eisenreich got together, they found their friends they, and, they, and they formed a team. They formed a team. And then nineteen ninety three they made And they're like, the World Hey Series. Mitch Williams, you wanna come pitch for us yeah. once in a while? Are you I know are you, you're are you a nasty boy? I yeah. right. I know that you deliver beer right now on your little truck thing, but do you wanna make like a couple <laughs> extra you know, yeah. two or three dollars throwing some, and some, they were like, some hey, baseballs for us. Kurt Schilling, you're over there spewing up right wing, you know, propaganda. You want to come over here and pitch for us on this team? Yeah, right. And he's like, sure. And then I'll uh, go found a found find found found a uh, John Crook found no, I meant found found a Mickey Morandini in the back game. of the store. Then he found like a computer game company that like the number of 1990s yes. baseball players that you guys can spout off on any random team is depressingly impressive. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Stocker I think was their shortstop. Milt Thompson played on that team. Thompson played yeah, on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh well you got Darren Dalton on. Hey, wait, wait. You ready for this one? Inky. Pete Cavalia. Yeah. Uh, Pete Hard no Pete Harnish did not pitch for them. Not on that team. It is, honestly, Brian, it is kind of stupid. Terry Mulholland. Terry Mulholland. Yeah. Uh, Danny Burkett. Jackson. No, Burkett was a giant. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of dumb how much brain space is wasted. Like by the time that I'm like seventy-seven and I can't remember my own children's names, I'm gonna know who John Burkett was. And I'm going to remember he had a baseball card. Of him bowling. Of him bowling. <laughs> and the Bob Tewksbury one of him. Of him drawing. drawing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm going to remember more than anything else. Yep. Well. I hope you uh, both and the audience days. has been thoroughly entertained. No, they gave the, up uh, after that quiz. whole quiz thing. I think the pickles turned them off. No. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> uh, while sodies with Charles, so I I, I kind of feel like the uh, the questions at the end of this is just for our own entertainment, right? Oh, do you think we should start off with that? I'm no, pretty sure I'm just saying that nobody's listened to it. At hanging this point. on the edge of their seat. Oh gosh, looking for like oh god, the, the second cardinal. Of course, I I've never actually one. listened to Dave's answers, which Why? are probably more confident. Why would mm -hmm. I? No. This is so entertaining. 
I'm thought provoked right now. I guess Cal Eldred for all of them. I mm. bumble f around through my answers yeah, with check marks yeah. and maybe a star and hey, let's put two thumbs up by my first guess. When he said sloppy seconds and he was talking about it with Mike Moore, I assumed it was all about Cardinal second baseman. So Fernando Pena, yeah, yeah, Pena, Luis Alisea, Tony Womack, uh, Julian Javier, Julian Javier, Plus Dick Grote, Dick Grote, Placido Polanco. Lasso Polanco is a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he was a little more of a utility man. He was third base, shortstop. Mark Redzelonic. Mark Redzelonic hit for the cycle. He did. 2005. I, sure. Yeah. Yep. There was a carousel with that second base. Hector well, Luna. Yeah. Well, they really enjoyed is it, that. Is that it was their throwaway spot. Second base where you put the guy that's your. It was. From 1998, and well, it was like Thomas Howard and I think even Shawan Dunstan no, played second Thomas base. Thomas Howard was an outfielder. Sh- Shawan, no, he, Thomas Shawan Howard was, was an outfielder. Mm, I feel like I he will bet a, you anything on he was I an outfielder. Okay. Was, who anything. was the utility guy then? You're thinking of Shawan Dunstan. He played second base once or, in a while? Uh, Craig Paquette. Oh, uh, Craig Paquette was kind of the utility knife. So, who was the second baseman on the 2006 Cardinals? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Hold on. We should give everybody a warning. Yeah, we should. into 90s baseball time. Because I, I was going to say Ryan Terrio, but that was 2011. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's just uh, end the podcast, and we'll let the visitor or the listeners oh, come up with man, the answer. Oh, man, you can't, you can't leave them on a... Okay, all right. Because I'm going to sit here and just wander... Look, we're going to end this right now. We'd like to thank everyone. <laughs> you don't need to listen to the musings of me one more time. Thank, to, thank you to the Mascuta Bowling Alley. Thank you to HCS and the Mascuta FFA. And Fish as a whole. Fish as a whole. For Chuck for producing. Charles. Tip of the cap behind the glass. You did a great job. Pickles. Gas station pickles at Circle K. Root beer spilled on the floor. Uh, the orangutan sitting on Brian's hood over there. New sponsor, Gas Station Pickles. <laughs> the, Brian the, will the have entire, our... entire ever... uh, preview just wrote itself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody.